Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. TechWitch, episode 107. Ah, freak out. Written by Trey Livingston. Story by Damian Taylor and Trey Livingston. Narration by Caitlin Martin. A golden comet shines bright in the night sky, soaring across the cosmos, moving faster as it draws closer. It's the ship. The base tech and witchlings stand together inside. Their linked hands pulse with golden light, a bond now cemented into permanence, transcending the test of time. The witchling hugs the book tightly as they gaze out at the vastness of space, hypnotized by the small blue dot directly in their path. A blue dot that will one day be known as Earth. The ship arrives on the edge of Earth's atmosphere when suddenly it's overwhelmed by the re-entry heat. The ship rattles violently, flinging both the base tech and witchling to opposite sides of the ship. The two fear-stricken travelers are thrown around, grasping at whatever they can as a jagged crack rips through the ship's hull. After all they fought for, after all they've survived, they helplessly lock eyes as their cries are silenced by the roar of the ship tearing apart. From the earth below, the watchful eyes of behemoths and beasts gaze up at the fiery orbs plummeting from the heavens, creatures blissfully unaware that these are their final moments. The separate halves of the ship rocket towards the earth's surface, crashing in separate locations. The devastating impacts emit massive shockwaves that send plumes of flame, ash, and soil into the air, instantly annihilating every living thing in sight. Slowly, painfully, the base tech emerges from the wreckage, tossing aside debris. He climbs out of the large crater created from the crash, scanning every direction for any sign of life, any sign of the witchling. The base tech chooses a direction and does the only thing he can. He walks slowly traversing the land that would one day be known as the Kingdom of Kush before eventually becoming Southern Egypt. With each step, small molten beads of liquid metal fall from his body, sizzling and seeping into the soil. On the other side of the world, the Witchling also breaks free from the ship's wreckage and scales to the top of the massive impact crater. She's landed in what is now modern-day Peru. She too begins to search for her missing companion. As she walks, Small leaves gently float to the ground in her wake, sprouting into the beginnings of tiny trees as soon as they touch the fertile soil. Now both the base tech and witchling can be seen on their separate journeys. Like watching a scene unfold inside of a crystal ball, everything seems like a dream. The metallic beads dripping from the base tech grow and morph into pyramids, then towering buildings, followed by circuit boards and the impressive machines of modern life. The witchling's falling leaves evolve into dense, complex forests, followed by mighty rivers and spectacular landscapes. The entire scene is observed by a bewildered Lowell, not sure where he is or how he got there. His surroundings are ephemeral, undefined, 
otherworldly. To his right, he hears a voice speak, continuing the story. The voice. Through unity, they fled chaos. Cursed with solitude, they learned rage. The tech transformed the natural world while the witch sought to preserve it. Each finding their way through the eons, unaware and untouched by the other. Escaping a war brought them together, and now it seems a cruel fate that their separation has spawned a new war. Still confused, Lowell apprehensively raises his gaze toward the voice, a voice that immediately shifts to a tone most familiar once their eyes have met. It's Grandmere. Lowell's head swirls. He can't quite comprehend what's happening. He's confused, disoriented, afraid. He notices shifting colorful auras around him, like the northern lights made of magenta, emerald, and gold. Grandmère stands beside the floating earth-like crystal ball, waiting for Lowell to gather his thoughts. Lowell, that story. I feel like I've known it my whole life, but how? Grandmère, it's the magic of this place, and the reason I summoned you here. Lowell, where are we exactly? So many questions that I don't have time to answer, my dear child. I'm sure if your sister were here, she'd she'd be begging me to listen. Lowell relents. Grandmère gives him a knowing nod with raised eyebrows and a slight smile that appreciates him figuring out the lesson. Lowell. All right, I'm all ears. Grandmère. A great darkness has always sought to destroy the balance between the magic of progress, what we call technology, and the magic of nature. As Grandmère speaks, the crash landing and separation of the base tech and witchling replays in the crystal ball for Lowell. But now that the union between progress and nature has been made, that darkness seeks to destroy you. Lowell. Wait, I'm the union of the tech and the witch? But that could only be possible if my parents were... Which does that mean Brigitte is too? It means you better get your act together. Dark forces are working against our family. Dark forces that seek to corrupt the ones you love. Loved ones that you can still save. Lowell. You're talking about Kylie. You need to focus on finally creating the balance for the world. I need you to fight, child. I need you to stand strong. Can you do that for me? Can you do that for me? Can you do that for me? Can you? Can you hear me? Lowell, come down! Lowell hovers in his bedroom, just moments after Brigitte finds him convulsing on the ground. His eyes start glowing again, this time pulsating crimson, green, then gold, followed by an upswell of wind that tosses whatever isn't bolted around the room. The wind violently thrashes the pages of the book. That book. Brigitte. Lowell! In Brigitte's horrified focus on Lowell, she doesn't even hear the onslaught of text messages arriving on her phone. Texts from Kylie that read, Hey, are you home? You okay? What's going on in there? I'm coming in! Kylie barges in, immediately startled by the sight of Lowell once more possessed by power. Brigitte. It's happening again. Kylie. Lowell, can you hear me? It's Kylie. Still entranced, Lowell releases a percussive burst of power, toppling Kylie over. Brigitte. Get out of here! Kylie gets back on her feet, racing forward before another shockwave emits. She clasps Lowell's hand, squeezes it in an effort to get through to him. Kylie, 
Lowell, come back. We need you here. I need you. Brigitte. Oh, forget this sleeping beauty crap. Brigitte grabs Lowell's other hand and yanks his arm with a frustration only reserved for siblings. As she grabs him, the tiniest spark of green energy is unleashed. Enough of this shit, Lowell! Boom! A golden blast of energy throws Brigitte and Kylie to opposite corners of the room, like the base tech and Witchling, while Lowell crumbles to the floor. Brigitte sits forward. Kylie rubs her elbow. Brigitte. Am I the only one tired of getting flung around by random energy bursts? Kylie. It does seem to be happening a lot more lately. Kylie looks at the floor where Lowell was, but he's gone. Where's... Lowell? Brigitte screams as he appears out of nowhere behind Kylie, dazed like a madman rescued from wandering the desert. Lowell. Tell you... This source... It's... It's the source. It's... 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 Lowell falls to his knees, muttering, The source. Brigitte looks to Kylie. Keep an eye on him. I'm gonna grab some water. She runs out. Kylie kneels beside Lowell, gently holding his face. Hey, it's me. Lowell. The source. The source. Kylie. Do you mean... Brigitte? Lowell. Uh, um, I'm cold. I'm... Kylie wraps her arms around Lowell. She breathes in deep, trying to get his breathing in sync with hers by holding him close, pressing into him. Kylie. Hey. Lowell clears his throat, coughs, almost as though that somehow fixed everything. He no longer sounds deranged, just winded, like a runner catching their breath after crossing the finish line. Despite being back to reality, he's still taken aback by Kylie's embrace. Lowell. Oh, uh, hey, Kylie. Wild, uh, <clears throat> day, huh? Kylie. Oh, yeah. There seems to be a lot of unchecked chaos going around, huh? Lowell nods. Probably the most he's ever agreed with anything. I want you to know that I'm here for you, okay? Anything that's going on, anything you want to talk about... I'm here for you. Got it? Yeah? Kylie. Yeah. Their eyes lock, and with barely any distance between them, their lips quickly follow suit. They linger for just a moment before Brigitte wanders in to see them through the door, water glass in hand, gripped tighter now as she seethes with a mix of Kylie-fueled annoyance and brother-inspired grossness. To be continued.